1: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Year's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com.
2: <laughs> Welcome to the shit show.
1: I'm Kirk Henderson and this is Mavs Moneyballs Group Therapy. You're joining me at 1130 on a Tuesday night because what in the hell else are you going to do but be mad online following another disastrous Dallas Mavericks performance? Despite having an MVP caliber player, the Dallas Mavericks can't get a stop to save their lives, can't run a play that would make sense for third graders. And of course, they lose the game in utterly humiliating fashion once again. Thank you so much for spending part of your week with me, guys. I'm mad. I'm mad online. I was feeling okay. I was feeling. Uh, I was feeling good. You know, it's a loss. Losses happen. Sometimes weird things happen. Okay, weird things happen in basketball games. I was fine with that. I was fine with that, and then I read Jason Kidd's explainer on that last play, and I realized that Jason Kidd doesn't have a normal sense of linear time. He doesn't know that you can also and this is a crazy thing he doesn't know that you can run a play in which the ball goes towards the basket on an end of of, of play or uh, on, on a game-deciding um, play. He doesn't know you can do that. He doesn't know. It's something he, we're going to have to explain it to him because Mavs Twitter tells Jason Kidd how to do a lot of things. It's very important, Mavs Twitter. He talks about us a lot. We're a big deal. Uh, then I, I read Spencer Dinwiddie's quote, and I'm going to read it to you guys for them it's a showcase they're over there trying to get paid not trying to play winning basketball for a team that has real aspirations and has an mvp went to the conference finals last year we have to be better to a man not playing winning basketball or they just beat you what are you talking about do you not know how wins and losses work they have more points than you Spencer sucked. He was one of the, like, tell that man to play a modicum of defense. He was a trash can on defense again, is one of the worst defensive players on the team and gets beat constantly doing dumb shit stuff. They had a 10 0 run in no small part because of him. He's had a bad month is all. I don't care. All right. Let's go. Cause I'm, I'm pissed and you are too. Jason Gallagher, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, man? I don't. I don't... <laughs> Oh,
3: no! <laughs> I, I told you this. I texted you this. I, I have... Tonight was the night I became the Joker. <laughs> was, tonight is the night where all the positive bullshit that I try to spend is gone out the window. And for two, two reasons. One. Okay, I'm gonna... One. Mavs Media. Okay, we asked Kid about the last play. He gives a bullshit answer. And nobody, not a single person thought to say yeah so why did you run it again not a, not a single well they didn't have a single time they didn't have a time i out. don't care i don't care his most viral clip last year kirk was him screaming from the sidelines telling his defense what to do the man like i don't want to hear that i don't want to hear that that either means bad preparation or just uh fuck it Google will figure it out like i don't give a shit okay that that is not a good excuse to run the exact same stupid fucking thing again it's not it's not it's not a good excuse okay secondly Spencer Dinwiddie's quote I'm glad you read it because (laughs) I was gonna read it (laughs) because it, it is the exact problem with this team okay it is a team that overachieved last year I think any unbiased watcher of basketball can say that what the Mavericks did last year was overachieve and that's okay because that is super fun to watch. But in a year in which Denver was hurt, New Orleans wasn't New Orleans yet. Um, the Clippers were hurt. Like all of these things had to happen for Dallas to have a puncher's chance to beat Phoenix in which they eventually did. And then they got their asses kicked by Golden State. So they overachieved, but they are walking around like they are something that they are not. They are not a winning basketball team right now, okay? they That coaching staff is not a winning coaching staff. And my worry about this season is they are walking around with their chests out. Like we made it to the Western conference finals. We're all good. Whatever. Go look at the Atlanta Hawks and tell me that you're all good. Okay. Cause they made it to the Eastern conference finals and they didn't do shit since. Okay. Making it at the conference finals in a year in which the road is somewhat paved for you. And all you got to do is sort of overcome one sort of mentally weak Phoenix suns team. And then you're, you're in the Western conference finals doesn't mean shit. Okay. And so that is the problem with this team from the, from the 50th player to our best player to our coaching staff and to everyone else. And my worry about this postseason, and it will be a good thing when it happens is that Luke is going to bail these motherfuckers out again, and they're going to all everybody's job and all the shit will be secure and it'll be fine.
1: So that's it. You feel better. I just
3: had to, I just I just had to become the judge.
1: Ethan makes a good point in the chat. He asks a very simple question. Postseason? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, it's a great question. Ethan, my guy. It's a great I, That is the fair question. In in my my, you know, when you read this quote, I've got it here, and I'm probably gonna stare at it for a long time over the course of the next seven days. But when I look at it, it's like they're over there trying to get paid okay why well why aren't we what what is happening? What is the big difference between the wizards and the Mavericks right now like really? you know what I mean, other than Luca, what is the difference
1: i i I don't know i mean let let me let, I need to backtrack a little bit. I am not mad at what like like <laughs> shout out all the people that are just saying if Spencer off. hadn't said anything, I wouldn't have brought him up. It's just, and this is the thing that I made, like, when they traded for him last year, I spent a significant yeah. amount of time saying, when things are bad, this <laughs> fucking guy can't shut the fuck up. You know how I know what Spencer is yeah. like? I am like this. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, I, mean, I, get, I, I get it. No, I mean, look, it's... It, his, you're completely right. We wouldn't have talked about it, but I'm glad he gave that quote because I was having a hard time articulating just what pissed me off so much about this team. And I was happening, I was, I was, I was having a chat with some other people in the NBA. know and they said the same thing that the Mavericks overachieved, and they are walking around like they don't know they did. They're walking around like they've been there, done that. They're walking around like they're the Warriors, and they're not the Warriors. You know what I mean? Like, the Warriors can do this shit. Yes. They they, they have earned that. Yeah. Dallas yeah. has not. They haven't done anything. And the only saving grace from really this whole fucking season is a bullshit Knicks play in which Luka somehow caught the ball off the fucking missed rebound. Like, it's insane. That really was a turning point for the season, but in the weirdest play like way possible and if you watch that game and the two minutes prior it wasn't fucking pretty you know what i mean
4: well and then we gotta we have a we have a, a, a bro y'all just need a punching
1: bag. no, My no God. like i just what, said is, Spencer... this, is this
4: mark
3: cuban himself no because like, like it, everybody states, has a know, everybody hold on, hold on the internet
1: up. and look i i respect this because everybody on the internet has a bit all right some people's yeah. bit is to be dwight powell super fans i don't understand you I, I, I think that <laughs> I like it. picking, get attitude, picking Spencer Dinwiddie is a slightly better choice to be a super fan of. But I literally just said, had Spencer not said anything, he would not be a topic of conversation. I'd be mad at the 14 other things that happened. But he decided to say something yeah. stupid at an inopportune point. So it is emblematic of what the Mavericks are dealing with as a team to where they think there's something they're not collectively organizationally coaching staff owners the team that you know the the constant references to social media jason you are a consumer of national nba stuff because of what you do for a living does any other fan base have the hold of the front office coaching staff and owner the way the mavericks do
3: no 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 they talk about them all the time and it's the weirdest freaking thing and somebody responded to me tonight and was like kid's gonna subtweet you and it's like like literally think about yeah. anything else like you should not be worried about why do happening. I matter sure we have, like, we have like 75 hey,
1: people in here you know how many yeah, people are gonna draw, listen to this draw up a different play, my guy yeah you know 2,000 2, people will listen to this podcast 2,000 uh, you know people? I want to say
3: I just want to go off just one more time first off shout out Jack Stevens he just posted a gif from a video that I made so I'm gonna <laughs> put out there uh, and then second, uh, like, like, I get it. I get apologetic Mavs Twitter. But at times I start to think, are these people being paid by the Dallas Mavericks? There is a contingent of Twitter that is like, you know, well, Jalen Brunson was always going to leave.
1: Are, are, are you suggesting no, are wasn't. you suggesting AstroTurfing from what? Like- <laughs> no, listen to, listen to me,
3: to any Mavs fan that is like, well, he was always going to leave. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. I promise you. You know
1: how Jason knows this, guys? I'll let you think about it for a few (laughs)
3: minutes. (laughs) He wasn't going to just walk away the whole time. It was when the organization felt as though they were too good for him, and then he bounced. And God bless him for it. And you know what's pathetic about this, Kirk? Is that we are bitching about a guy who's probably not even an all-star this year. Like. Like that's how f- things have gotten is that we're like, fuck, we gave away a guy who's not even an awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> that's
1: our bar. It's great. I and love big metal I love, I love, you know, our, our, there's a, a our, our friend, Bobby Corrala. Who does a wonderful job yeah. with everything related to the Mavericks? The people that are for so let me be clear, on this, guys. <laughs> the lower level people that work for the Mavericks that are forward facing that run their social media accounts that do all are great, hardworking yeah. people that love the team, and they Correct. get so much shit that is not their fault. And Bobby said on the radio Saturday, he's like, you know, yeah. this. He's like, we can't change any of this, so we just got to enjoy it while we can. At the time, I, I sent him a mean text message. Where I was like, "The hell we can't." And then I like a few hours later, I was like, "Okay, I, you're right. I can't change it, but that doesn't mean I'm not gonna try." Rage, rage against the light.
3: Well, yeah, but that, he's got his role in this, uh, you know, in this sports multiverse. And That's so right. do we, That's you know right. what I mean? And his role is to be positive and to do all the things. And I, God bless him and shout out him. And honest to God, that quote of like, there's nothing we can do about it. That is some bleak shit, but it's also uh, but very it, true. But it's, it's very true. And I think that narrative can, 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 can sort of push things a certain way. And I just, I am at least for tonight i am the joker and i am no longer positive i am just like i i i can't i can't understand why the game is as close as it was to begin with and then i see some bonkers back to back plays to end the game, and then I see a quote that is like, "We're too good." No, you're not. No,
1: you're not. am one you, game you're above five hundred with like fourteen yeah, You're not losses. that good. Like, did so? There was apparently a segment before the game. I had multiple people tell me this in the pregame show where Jeff Skin Wade, friend of the show, he and I argue. I like skins. This is do not be a shit about this, anybody. He basically made the statement that the Mavericks are some missed free throws away from being a much better team, and Devin. And, and, and th- th- technically that can be Devin Harris looked at him and goes, no, they're terrible at defense. They are who they are. And him and the, the other woman in the front it's... office or in the studio were like, uh, <laughs> because it's just, it's not the party line because both things are both things are true. Yeah. That's actually very, you know? very true.
3: And I'm going to tag out because some people want to get in and I, and and they should, but the, the, the thing that I would say is that, Yes, we are some free throws away from from winning games, but we are also some uh, better last minute possessions from winning games. We are uh, better defensive possessions away from some, some like, notes. So, some some Chevel shouldn't
2: have
1: started games. Possessions away from winning games. There
3: are a thousand reasons why you lose games, but right. when you add all of them up, you can't help but. But think to yourself boy this this looks like the Dallas cowboys of, of basketball here. They seem wildly unprepared. They seem like <laughs> just really just kind of playing one note and then and then uh, when the, well, when that doesn't work, maybe we'll sub in Frank Miakna every once in a while. you know it's like that is literally what happens, and it a combination of those things adds up to a lot of losses and so while Jeff is right, I mean that matters though you can't just say that you can't just say that it's like it's like i don't even know what it's like jeffrey dahmer being like i'm just a few murders away from being a good citizen it's like no okay well then don't do the murders my guy like you know what i mean like what the fuck
1: is this guy talking about you're the best thanks for staying up late with us (laughs) bye I hope Jason sticks around for a bit. Okay, I'm gonna go in order. We're not gonna Jason talked a little longer and I I, I don't I don't wanna be here until two in the morning. So let's get our piece out. I'm gonna let my man Ruben come up because Ruben really has some, some heat. I can feel it.
5: Kirk, right. Oh my god. I thank the you. Fuck Kurt. like literally they had no center for <laughs> Davia was in the closing play. Yeah. Uh, Jason Kid, you handpicked a center for this team and just throw the ball towards the goal. He's gonna catch it. Either he's gonna get fouled or dunk. It's you I I've never like like actually been shaking from a loss until tonight i literally had to calm myself down i had to talk to myself after this night what the fuck
1: just happened well the whole game was a mess i mean the the right before halftime was when things got bleak for me um because the mavericks had made it a game and then all of a sudden the wizards are up five i'm going to look at this in the in the um in the play-by-play
5: because check
1: it, I yeah, think so. Did you thirty seven thirty seven seconds left? Denny Advia ties the game sixty apiece. Okay, then they go up 61-60, and after that, the Mavericks commit an offensive foul. Anthony Gill, whoever the balls that is, makes a layup, and then Dorian Finney Smith bricks a shot, and Bradley Beal makes another two point shot. So it goes from being a tie, basically a one pointer tie game with thirty seven seconds left, to the Mavericks being down five and that like in a one point game those sorts of lapses which the mavericks just experienced throughout the game is over
5: this team this team it's it's still my team it it just like happened and they don't make it better post game. Maybe that's why I'm, I'm <laughs> that's still why, pissed no, off. That is why we're mad.
1: Because if they that, don't go into the, because there's, there's never any accountability. There's always just like dumb shit. And I do that. Like, like it, you know, I, I'm an And old. your head
5: coach hits us. His, his best explanation is sometime – he hit us with, I don't know if you've seen the movie Friday with Chris Tucker and, and of Ice course. Cube in it. I'm not that uncultured. He pops. Sometimes you you lose some, you win some, but you live to fight another day. Yes. I don't need to hear that quote from a million dollar coach that's a Hall of Fame point guard. What? Well, fuck?
1: see, so so that's interesting. So like his Hall of Fame point guard is the same. Like I just don't know if a guy that's this much of a basketball savant as Jason Kidd is because Jason Kidd like emotes the game he feels the game i don't know if he can explain the game
5: i don't know if he can teach the game Is I, I and that's not yeah, like a hyper it's just thing. like, like um, a big... why peyton manning can't be a coach he he just go out there and do it i did it he's kind of he's kind of like that he's not an x and o's he's like well if i did it I mean, I can just tell you how to do it and not explain it and teach mm-hmm. you. But i that's what I don't get. You have groomed – maybe it's not him. I don't know. You have groomed J- Josh Green into a damn near uh, – our best asset. You have groomed Jaden Hardy sure. into the best G League player the league has ever seen. Sir. Sure. And – Sir, you can't.
1: You're not going to goad me into yelling at you
5: about You me. can't write up <laughs> a finishing play where the other team does not. Kurt, their center was fouled out or damn near about to foul out. And your play is okay. Let's not. Okay. So that's just, oh my God. Just throw it up the first play, the first try. Maybe you don't get it, but there it's is. a foul. You know so you maybe you get another chance. You have I don't even screen for Javille McGee, but I will screen for him when the other team doesn't has a have a center in the last play of the game, you only need a point. Kurt, we only needed a point. And then I got Spence post game, oh, they don't got nothing to play for. They got players out there showcasing. That's the magic. OKC, okay, the Rockets, you have lost to all these teams showcasing young players. And I think I um I uh you know I, I gave uh Nick his props for you know saying that question and then I'm just like that's the energy we're looking for the Josh Green energy that every play I'ma show what the fuck I got and I don't care what happens. Jaden Hardy, he will give everything he got driving to that goal if it doesn't go in. Fuck it. I'll get it the next play. These old players don't have like we're counting on a Spencer Dinwiddie a THJ and Reggie Bullock should be deported. I I would fucking say they are illegal immigrants right now, and have Sir, them traded and deported no. at the same time.
1: Sir, no, we, wow, you 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 see if you're you're considering calling the police? That's how angry you. are. Well, not
5: calling the police, but anyway,
0: <laughs> get
5: them off the team. But you, no, uh, uh, TJ Reggie, get them out of here. I would literally, I I I. That's what I. That's what. And next time Jason Kidd brings up Mavs Twitter, I want a media person to correct that. We are MFFLs. We are going to be here and still root for this team. Now, you, J-Mid, you are – Luca will get you out of here faster than we can. And don't be surprised. But just before I go, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay Mm – Jaden Hardy, we're gonna send you down. To prove it. You know we got to let you prove it. Uh, da da da. Highest scoring player in the G League. Learns a lot of stuff. Even comes in here, drops a twenty five pointer game on our heads. You're not gonna. You're uh,
1: not gonna throw me a like. Come on. Oh no no. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm you're, go ahead. You're just. You're teasing. No, me. just
5: let me finish. Oh, C. Wood. Which you know we didn't give up much for you. Uh, but you got to prove it to us. First couple game twenty five. He was averaging twenty five. He's on the bench now because, you know, you know, hurt. But if he would have started from the get-go, and that's why I kind of went off on Tim when he dropped that, that bombshell saying they want to start JaVale McGee. It's like this team, it's like the coaching staff, and I don't want to say the media, but just some of the media. That's why the fans are so pissed off right now. You got a head coach that, I don't know what the fuck is up his ass, but play your best players. Like, Josh Green is... Going off, he played, and, he, he
1: played a lot tonight. Green played a lot tonight. Unfortunately, he, it was really and showed he off. Really... And
5: I just bought his jersey. Good, but oh, that's fun. It's good for you. Write up a better play, like or we will get your ass out of here. Minutes for
1: Josh Green. That wouldn't shock me if that's among his top ten most minutes games played.
5: Thj should never start again. Can <laughs> we agree on that?
1: Well, it's hard. It's hard. Ruben, thanks for joining us. All right, Bob. All right, thanks. Talk soon. All right, let's, uh, let's fly through some folks then. Let's go with my man, Sam. How you doing, Sam?
2: Hey, Kirk. Um, I hate this fucking team. <laughs> like, I truly really hate this team. Um, th- this started from game one of the season against Phoenix. Like We blew a 24-point lead, got down to one, then Christian Wood goes off, and then we still lost the game when we were up by 15 with like eight minutes ago. That, that, that's, that's what this whole season, that's what it's, that's what it's all been. Ever, ever since then, it's 16-point lead against OKC losing against team without their best players. So, they didn't have to again and we still lost to the Wizards again. Yeah. Like bro, this, this is ridiculous, man. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I can't even follow the last two guys because they literally said everything I wanted to say.
1: That's okay, say it again. It it helps to, it, you know, it helps to say things. You feel better. That's a point of therapy. We can't make any changes. I, I that's the thing I keep kind of coming back to. But I am going to continue to write and put pressure. We're going to do this from the angles that we can. You know, there's a guy, and I don't want to go off on a tangent here too much, but there's a guy who's been going to games lately. He keeps tweeting about this, shows up my timeline. He's, like, taking signs saying, fire Mark Cuban. Number one friend, you can't fire Mark Cuban. He's the owner. You can ask him, demand that he sell the team. But fire Mark Cuban misses your point. Do something di- like it. Demand change in some way, shape, or form that's reasonable within the framework of what you want. I'll tell you, if they go on a losing streak, like they might, just because of the like the the, the nature of the schedule, if they fall below five hundred, there is going to be serious questions raised. We already started to see it. Like that 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 mural really started a conversation that we. The hardcore nut jobs, the negative Nancys of Mavs, Mavs uh, uh, fandom have been talking about for some time. And so I don't know, I don't think we really will see any change because I don't think, like, there's nothing that's going to make much of a difference. But hopefully this will bring some attention to the fact that it's just, it's years of this stuff. The NBA is too difficult at the higher level. You can't just slap a contender together. The, the the rules are difficult. Tra- drafts matter. Trading matters. Assets matter. You can't whiff on years of decisions and then somehow come out on top because you have a superstar. It doesn't work that way.
2: Yeah, I mean, we asked Luca to come into shape. To see, uh, come into the season in shape, he did that, and he's performing at all time MVP levels. And we're yeah. let, we're letting him down, like. From the coaching staff to the players we got. You know, you said it plenty of times like Maxi, Dorian, I love those guys. Trust me. Don't get me wrong. They they earn what they yeah. got, but they they hit their ceiling. You know, it's like right. you, they can't get any higher. And, and it's not their fault. Instead of them playing 34, 35 minutes, they should be playing 25, 26 minutes, which is That's okay. Right. Yeah. You can be in the league for 10 years doing that. That's we cool. We need guys like
1: that. Every team needs guys like that.
2: Right. But they can, consi- I mean, hell, even that quote that you tweeted from what Bobby Marks talking about, they haven't, like, bro, they've had the same team since 2018. Yeah. Bobby For the,
1: Marks with his inability to to look at Basketball Reference. Congratulations.
2: Yeah, like it's it's been the same team since 2018, and like I said, I like these guys, but at the end of the day, shit ain't getting done. You got to switch it up. I don't I don't want to say make a trade, just make a trade. I get that, but at the same time, it's like in a year where the West is so wide open, where you literally go on a five game winning streak, you could be you could be fourth, and this is what we're doing. Yep. And I don't know what we need. I don't know if it's Luca. We, we need like a Chris Middleton to be like, Jason, get the fuck out of here. We don't want you. no. I don't want you no more. And if we have something like that, who knows what happens. But the way the team is built, I don't think it's going to happen. So I, I don't know. I, I don't want to complain no more. Like the Cowboys lost on Sunday. I'm already pissed off. So
1: <laughs> just a rough week, rough week. All right, man. Thanks for hanging out. All right. talk soon. Have a good night. Yeah. My head hurts now from all the yelling. Um, Chris, what's up, man?
6: So the one game Jason Kidd gets a technical foul, we lose by one point.
1: <laughs> yeah, when I've been asking for that for a while,
6: that's true. Oh, I was about to say, I said, I think Jason Kidd uh, listened to your After Dark
1: podcast with Josh. He's uh, like, okay, I well, guess I'm going to have I have, a new, have, I have a new request. Now it's, um, now it's get mad and we want, like, now it's get a technical and we want to know what you get a technical for. Because he like he he got a technical with his hands in his pockets, speaking softly. So whatever he said must have been so out of pocket. I I, I just I wish I knew. We're probably not going to know, but you know. Yeah, and then Luca
6: picked up another technical. He missed a couple free throws, and I know that the Wizards missed like nine free throws. But but losing by one point, I mean, sucks, man. I mean, those are six points right there. Four missed free throws, two technical fouls, right there. That's one thing right there. But yeah, the defense is just the worst defense I've ever seen the maps ever have. I've ever had, and it's crazy. And you have Kyle Kuzma. You know, I don't know if you saw the pregame, him dressed up as like the McDonald's McBurglar, dressed up like that, and then he comes in and he plays good again. I mean, we lost to the Wizards twice, and Spencer did he's in postgame talking crap about the Wizards, but they beat us twice. Yep. They outplayed us. And I just thought this, this end-of-the-game stuff, like, we all know they're going to Luka. Why can't they have – Josh Green, like, cut to the basket and, and have Luca maybe inbound the balls because he's a great passer. Do something. Well, distant. I just
1: want something going at the rim. Is that too much yeah. to ask?
6: I mean, he's a great passer. It would throw off teams. Like, well, obviously we can't – you know, if there's, like, a few seconds left. We can't really close in on Luca. I mean, they have to worry about other players. They could throw them off. But it's it, – they it, it ran the same exact play. DeLon Wright – it was almost a kickball and then they take it out. Dude, they ran the same exact play again. It was just predictable. And another one of those things. Like even then, if you got the shot off. I mean, I think there was going for going to Dinwiddie, but they're going for a three. We just yeah. need a two-pointer. So yeah, and what sucks now is yeah, we're in the seventh spot, but you know, by next week we could be in the thirteenth spot. Yep.
1: That's we're correct. playing
6: That's cool. the Phoenix, Fien- we're playing the Suns that are what tie with us or maybe a half game above us, but, or I think they're tied with us right now, but we have to win that game Thursday. I mean, we've got to win all these games coming up, but they've dropped too many of these games losing by one point, losing by two points. It's, this is horrible, but I, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but I think that, like you said, we, maybe they should just stand pat and just not, not make a panic trade and just take our medicine. And if we happen to get the 11th c 12th c whatever, we'll keep our pick this year. I mean, what else is it what else is there? So but I think the the absolute worst case scenario, like i stated before, is getting the ninth or tenth seed, getting that play in that plan, and then get knocked out of the plan. And then you're missing playoffs entirely and you lose your pick. Like that would be the worst. that would be like nuclear worst case scenario. So. yes, it would. Ugh, but that's all I have. Let somebody else come up. Hopefully they can get a win on Thursday.
1: Thanks, man. Talk soon. All right. Come Brett. What's up, Brett?
7: Hey Kirk. I don't have much to say other than what happened to shame. Other Ooh. than what happened to shame.
1: Oh yeah, That's a good quell. Like I don't really have any, so it's hard for me to get to.
5: <laughs>
1: you know, just like some contrition I mean, and being like, I "Yeah, mean, we made a mistake."
5: Yeah, and
7: and like if you lose to the Wizards twice in a season, like you should be sure. ashamed of yourself. My my, like that's a that's a that is the worst run franchise in the league my at this buddy point. Andrew like the Kings Charle are.
1: Texted me and said, "I'm going to bed angry." You know, he's a Washington Wizards fan, does the uh, the GOAT podcast, and he just said, I'm going to bed angry because of your team because he wants the Wizards to lose.
7: Yeah, I mean, that, and, and if you think about like the moves that the Mavs, you know, could make, like the bad moves the Mavs could make this year, like the trading of first for Bogdanovich type moves, that's what the Kings did for, you know, 15 years, and that's why they are what they are now. And that's like, and so that's like, they're the example of why you don't make those moves in a year like this. And why you don't make the moves like trading multiple seconds for um, the player who, who I can't remember his name who stole the inbounds pass?
1: Oh yeah, so, so, Yeah, yeah,
7: for Dylan Wright or for JJ Redick who didn't like play more than one game with the Mavs or whatever. Like all those moves, like those are the similar kind of moves that get you where you are. Um, and I know you've talked about this, you know, ad nauseum, but it's just it's just frustrating to see, you know, kind of the
1: yeah understand man well thank you so much for hanging out with us as always no problem okay let's go to my guy brent brent how are we doing this evening
7: oh i wish it
8: was better man how are you
1: it's good i'm gonna have to consider the editing that i do to the front half of this podcast
8: (laughs) well i'm i'm thinking about something kind of Off topic that is loosely analogous.
1: Let's go with it. Let's get weird. uh, It's midnight.
8: (laughs) Well, you know, we've either been there or we've known somebody that was there. When you maybe start dating someone and you do everything you can to keep it on the rails. And because you really like this person, you really want it to work. And you're trying to rationalize away the toxicity. And you go, Mm -hmm. I know what will solve all these problems at once. Let's get married as a band-aid. That's right. And then you, <laughs> and you get married to this person where there's an obvious, you know, overwhelming weight of incongruities is just crushing your soul. But you, you get off on it for codependency reasons or, or you really sure. think they're hot or whatever. And then you go, I know what will solve this problem. Let's have a baby or it just happens on its own. And the, the more weight you put on a structure that has foundational problems, the more cracks are going to show and the louder the ticking of the clock is going to be. Now I'm not trying to overreact to one loss, but this is the kind of loss that feels existential in some ways because the kind of panic moves that you and I have talked offline and are kind of afraid of, they're going to go if they happen in one or two directions, if there's a little winning streak, they're going to over-rationalize and, and over-inflate the importance of a four or five game winning streak, and think that they are something that they're not. And if they go on a three, four, five game losing streak, maybe we get a panic move in the other direction. Yep. Uh, but what we've got are the, is the potential for making a commitment to solve foundational problems. And you go, well, what would be a real solution? And then you start looking at being interdicted by circumstances because of the combination of players that we can't live without and players that to either are untradeable or have little to no value to anyone else. And I, I keep coming back to don't panic, don't sell, don't buy, just stand pat and do what you said at the beginning of the season, which is make this a... Take your medicine year, but between the West being wide open, as people keep saying, like what what do you do to the relationship you have with your fans if you go that route? Even though that may be in the long term, what's the healthiest for the relationship you have with your roster, with your fans, is to stand pat, whatever that translates to in the playoffs, or do you try to take on a commitment analogous to – getting married when you shouldn't or having a kid when you shouldn't, to to placate the situation for a year, coach for the year, GM for the year, shadow GM for the year, and really dig this hole even deeper, that scares me because these reports that are coming out from Cato and others that, hey, a trade is imminent, that smacks to me that either they think they're better than they are or are panicked that they are not as good as they wish they were. And I don't think you can make meaningful roster changes until the off season without really making this fundamentally worse. And you don't get to a point where Luca wants to leave in a day, you get there with some decision points along the way that are tethered together. And the wrong move here could be one of those stars that are tethered together into a constellation that we look back on and go, ah, I wish they hadn't have done that back in 23. I mean,
1: I I have I have a paint by numbers path of the things that if I was NBA superstar Luka Doncic would have irritated the hell out of me. I mean, there's he will yep. step in. And I, and the question is like he will step in and probably make his his presence felt during the roster building at some point and that is his right as a superstar. But the fact that he hadn't thus far from everything we know means the Mavericks missed a golden opportunity to build something without that pressure because NBA superstars often don't know what would make the best team. LeBron James, Kevin Durant textbook examples of this. I personally think LeBron James should have like two more titles. If he would just, you know, let the GM be the GM but it's a different it, – it's, it's difficult. Team building is difficult. And I always try to, like, like, think about that. But then it's just the way they pursued everything that they've done the last five years is that it's like they – I don't know. There's just an arrogance. And there's the, the lack of humility that the previous caller mentioned is a val- – it, it just it matters to me. Whereas, you know, the constant references to people like you and me – and fans in general for demanding more just it's like are you missing the point we are not the point you're always you know i sort of consider our podcast and our our site to be the loyal opposition we are never going to be the majority fans cuz we're always going to be overcritical fan is short for fanatic but we serve a role we serve a role in the in the in the process and the process should be a check upon everybody's ego and when you it, it's just it's, it's very difficult this this sort of thing because they've had so many of these just utterly catastrophic losses that you wonder which one is the straw that breaks the camel's back
8: i i get being fanatical and i one of the reasons i enjoy following the mavericks is not just geographic percent proximity because i'm a seahawks fan i'm not a cowboys fan this is this thing with the Mavericks and me right. goes way back, as you know, and it's for the for the most part, it's always felt like I was rooting sure. for the good guys, and and maybe that's a bit nearsighted on my part, and other people in other cities feel that way about their teams and the guys that, that are on their rosters for well, a they long time. They've uphill man, the, we're, a lot of
1: the '80s, and you know they're awful in the '90s. Then in the 2000s, they're the 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 punchy underdog. They've been the underdog for a lot of of, of our. They've not been the favorite that often, but when you have and
8: and disrespected in the national media to a large extent and by proxy, if you identify in your life and in your personality with the underdog, with the guy who's uh, underestimated and, and you feel like, hey, these are like to have a superstar like Dirk to root for who, you know. If circumstances had been slightly different, probably wouldn't have even been in the league, had he landed with the wrong coach, the wrong team, the wrong GM. It it just feels like what where we're at now is not the let's flip half the roster every other year. You know, from the time Dirk uh, made himself known as a force up until right. the title, they were go back and look at the transactions. Oh, yeah, they yeah. were flipping Generally, the roster.
1: Very few guys were on the on the team more than two years at a time.
8: Yeah, and there were some good players. I mean, we had no problem acquiring and then getting rid of Antoine Jameson, who I really liked because they were trying to churn the roster for the right fits. And, and it feels like since the title was achieved, the fire, obviously the, the years that followed were about Dirk and letting Dirk play. And if we had a great run in the playoffs, that almost felt like a bonus as far as they were concerned. They wanted to be competitive, but I don't think they really ever felt like they were going to go for another title. Sure, they would have taken something had had they gotten lucky, but that's not what it was about. The Luka era has felt like um, the KP move and all the fallout there too. And when we get to the point of trading for another big name, which won't happen if they make some sort of, or won't happen to the uh, the same degree, if they make a trade that is a patchwork quilt kind of trade now, which is what I'm really, really scared of, you're not going to get, if you trade your 25 or your 27 pick, you're not going to be able to have, I think, the assets to go out there and get someone like a Pascal and You're just not. Yeah. No, um, oh, it's too hard. So, no. And when you look at what these teams like Atlanta and Minnesota did to their organizations, Oh, it's scary. I mean, would Cleveland still do it? Yes, they would still do the the Mitchell move. But man, if you gave a mulligan to Atlanta uh, or Washington, not Washington, not Minnesota, they would absolutely take it. So even if they hold on to their picks and do what we hope they do, that's no guarantee that a big swing won't be a swing and miss. And so what you have here is a collection of pieces They're talented. They're great basketball players in the abstract, but together, what they went through last year was some of that underdog vibe that we really enjoy rooting for. And yeah, and right now, you know, it maybe they do the the Titanic kind of trade that you've been talking about because the pieces don't feel like they fit, and the the fundamental fundamental flaws of of Maxi being out obviously is a problem, but between not having that third guard and our problems protecting the rim, the contest of, can we outscore you? You know, it's gonna come down to last second shots, which we don't handle well against someone like the Wizards. And uh, it makes some a team like the Clippers, who as recently as a year or two ago, we've seen a matchup much better with, it, it felt like we did not match up well, well with them at all the other day. So, I. <laughs> Yeah, it's Josh's article all over again. This thing can go in either direction. I just hope that we don't get a panic move. Uh, and I'm I'm sorry if my uh, if I've been too long-winded. I'm just well, I'm great. a little frustrated tonight.
1: We're all a little frustrated. That's why we're here. Thanks for hanging out, Brent. Okay. okay, coming up next, we're gonna go with uh, Scott. How you doing, buddy? It's been a while. Hey, Kirk. How you doing, man? okay. What's going on?
4: Yeah, just uh. I was so frustrated at the end of the game watching the two possessions in a row, and I know we've all been going over that ad nauseum. It just doesn't. <clears throat> I wish somebody maybe at our site could do like. Ha- have they really been doing the same exact play like every single time they're close in a game? It seems like it's true, and I made like a little picture about it, but it just seems. Oh yeah how how is how is no assistant coach you know Jared Dudley nobody's saying
1: anything. I mean the fact that they thought that. The fact the fact that they understood that Luca was going to get doubled, which he was before the ball got to him, and they still thought that they needed to get him the ball is so maddening. I don't it's like throwing into double coverage on purpose. That means somebody else was open.
4: It's, right ugh, bad. <laughs> Uh, well, hey I just wanted to bring up that i you know I'm in this mock trade mm. deadline thing where I've talked to you a little bit about and I kind of uh, you know you keep saying like don't do anything and then I haven't done anything yet and I keep talking to different people and sometimes I just feel like maybe I'm getting a picture of how the, cause the other teams seem to give us a first for, you know, somebody was like, give us a two first for Terry Rozier or give me a first for Nicholas Batum. And I was like, why in the world would I do that? Like, and then I have to explain the situation of the Mavericks. And then they're like, Oh, Oh yeah. yeah I, I guess I see what you're talking about. And it's like, even though we only owe one first, it seems so crazy that we're, our hands are tied, but I I don't, I don't know. Like, Getting to the point where we're a top ten pick, where we keep our pick. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. Except Luca would just be livid. Right. I mean, it would be there would be some quotes that would go out that would make us all feel like maybe he really is going to leave. I, I don't know. So doing nothing seems like maybe the right course if you're just thinking with your head. But if you're like thinking through, like what is this going to mean if we really do end up on the bottom half of all those similarly. Uh, bad teams in the West and it seems like may, maybe we could get to the point where we're starting that that slow process of an alienation so I don't know man I the one one trade I was throwing around I'll, I'll see how much people hate it uh that I was offered uh, uh Duncan Robinson and um, Deadman and the unprotected uh, 2023 first from the heat for Tim Hardaway so you get a worse contract, but God, you get a first. That's a
1: hell of a thing to think about, because like Duncan Robinson's contract is a, it's a bottom ten contract, I think. Yeah, like he, yeah. he might be committing fraud it, with how much money he's taking. Like it's it's alarming. Like he he makes Bertans look like a functional rotation player. Yeah, it, the idea of like
4: adding assets sounds great, but it's like how. You know, anyway, yeah. that's just a dumb trade to talk about. But thinking through, like, what is the front office actually, like, encountering as possibilities? Right. It, it, as somebody who's been trying to talk to other people, it seems like, oh, uh, there's we don't have a match, we don't have a match, we don't have a match. Because it's like we're straddling that line. Where we're like, okay, maybe we, we should flip Christian Wood for an asset. Well, it's like he's an expiring guy, so it's not that valuable. It'd have to be, like, some dumb team that just – like the Lakers – giving us a a first fit way in the distance, but there's just not really that many teams that are trying to win that badly that they would give up a good asset for an expiring wood. So it's like you just keep him, but what if we lose him? And it would just seem like we're right at that point where, man, we've, we just have no room for
1: error. We don't Scott. Thank you for joining us anyway. Thanks, man. All right. Coming up next, Aaron, how you doing, Aaron? Sorry to wait. have you wait so long. Appreciate you joining us. Hit that mute button one more time. It's been a while since we've had Aaron in the room. We'll see if it'll let him uh, let him talk once he comes up on stage here. Yeah, I'm. Uh, all my fire is gone now. This is why I do these, just like yelling into the void. And I'm sure somebody who's going to be listening to this like tomorrow afternoon is going to be pretty, uh, like, it's going to sound pretty funny after like a day of thinking about this. Krishna, what's going on? give krishna a second too. krishna might have put down his phone coming back to it or something like that jason kid is not listening chris that's hilarious but i bet somebody like i you know they do listen to these from time to time maybe not these but like the shows in general um just because that's what you know i i get notifications and, and things like that all right krishna you're not there we're gonna head out i'm tired you're tired everybody's mad um we'll we'll see what's what's going on here krishna are you there No, that's okay. He'll hear this uh, tomorrow and send me a text that he he either fell asleep or um, had something else come up. But you know what? Just like the Mavericks, we're not perfect either, and we're going to end on a kind of a weird note that doesn't make sense, uh, just like that that game. So this has been uh, Kirk Henderson, Group Therapy. Everybody be good. We'll be back here on Thursday night, late, late, because it's a TNT game. All right, bye, guys.
3: just go to cars.com. It's magical.
8: I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast